Welcome back to Margin. So the stock market is volatile right now. Now, you're probably wondering what should I do being that there's so much volatility in the market. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you wanna build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. Now, the stock market is heavily emotion-based. Uh, just look at the price-to-earning uh, ratios, uh, IPOs for uh, companies like Rivian, uh, experiments like Do uh, Dogecoin, uh, the feedback loops like GameStop, or even the response correlated to news of soaring year-over-year -year inflation. Now, you can see the emotion in the response of, of collective investors all over the market. And now, this is nothing new, though, and, and maybe we have a separate or a different set of variables at play, but high emotion has always been the case in markets and will continue to be the case as long as humans are making their own investing decisions. Now, couple this uh, with so many people being on edge right now, and I've mentioned this before, but whether it's regarding the overall economy, whether it's the supply chain, inflation, or hiring issues, maybe even political health or social unrest, uh, as well as the personal impact of all these aspects added to the day-to-day -day life uh, that we lead. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And this can even more so cause people to respond uh, from a place of emotion instead of logic. Now, I believe this is why it is so important to have a strategy for your money and to have that strategy include building margin to give you some breathing room. Now, of course, strategies change along the way, but not having a strategy at all can lead to uh, responding emotionally when you see disruptions in the market like we've seen over the last few weeks. Now, whether it uh, is rushing into an investment for a fear of missing out or running from an investment for a fear of losing, we all think that the market should generally trend up, up and to the right, but don't prepare uh, ourselves necessarily for the natural market fluctuations that exist in the market. So right now we are seeing a lot of volatility in the overall stock market, uh, which many are seeing as an early indicator or early indicators, plural, of the volatility to come in many different sectors. So for example, according to an article by Cliff Darcy from The Motley Fool, he is closely watching four indicators that the stock market will plummet further in 2022. Now, in particular, I liked his simplified approach, but he refers to January setting the tone for the rest of the year, uh, to which the Dow was down 4.2% uh, and the S&P 500 was down about 6.4% as of uh, this recording. Now, the second component he referred to was the slowing growth of China. Now, this doesn't seem like it should be of great concern, 
but having a world power impacted as heavily as it has been uh, by Evergrande should cause a great concern for other nations, including the U.S. So inflation was his third component as fears around rapidly increasing interest rates as in turn slowing the economy could greatly impact the stock market. Now, finally, he went into the cooling off of tech and crypto, both of which have been in retreat uh, for months, depending on how you look at it, but, uh, but more specifically in the last month to two months. So according to a Yahoo Finance article, they went into uh, a poll of people. Now they uh, stated uh, that in addition to managing the impact of today's inflation, more than half of Americans or 52% agree that there will be a stock market crash in the next five years. Of the people who see a stock market crash on the horizon, 58% think it will impact their finances negatively. Now, five years is a long time in any market cycle. So I kind of laughed a bit with regards to this poll because, you know, if you expand the timeline out as far as that, in turn, it will produce a greater likelihood of this downturn occurring. So the article went on to say that 41% of Gen Z and 36% of millennials agree that they are waiting for a stock market crash to invest extra cash. Now, another 30% of Gen Z and 28% of millennials are waiting for a market crash to begin investing altogether. Now, if I wasn't giving the former part of that statement a hard time, the latter part of this statement is extra concerning or additionally concerning, being that it has been proven very difficult to time the market and even still, if you can time the market, it's typically a better strategy to dollar cost average into the market, meaning that you're consistently investing uh, whether the market is bullish or bearish and, and have that long, um, long-term approach where you have a, a strategy that you're investing money over the long haul, uh, no matter what the market does. And that strategy is heavily adopted by investors and from a methodology standpoint uh, that that it's the route to take to dollar cost average in. So you're not just sitting on the sidelines, not investing any money in, and you're only jumping in when there is a market correction. So typically when there's a market correction, you're not going to time the recovery properly either. So those uh, rebounds after uh, for example, the spring of, of 2020, uh, you know, you may have written it down, but it recovered so fast and, and, uh, exceeded beyond the prior, um, uh, you know, top of the market, uh, leading up to that. So if you would have gotten out of the market or not gotten in the market at all, you would have given up the opportunity to, uh, benefit from the rebound from that or to ride up the market from that point. So in an article by Banyan Hill, the author uh, explained the importance of liquidity in markets, stating it's the availability of cheap and plentiful credit. And just as it can propel asset prices higher, uh, removing liquidity can do the opposite. Now, this is an important aspect to notate, being that there is a cycle at play in which people use cash 
incomes and credit to bolster um, or grow the economy. Now, one person's spending is another person's income, and, and that's income produces the ability for them to leverage themselves, whether good, bad, or indifferent. So low interest rates, stimulus, availability of credit, abundance of jobs, and so on and so forth, feed various assets and the prices for those assets. However, the opposite can be crippling to an economy. Uh, a tightening of quantitative easing, uh, you know, uncertainty and volatility resulting in less spending, uh, which can cause fewer jobs and lower incomes, uh, less available credit, and ultimately less liquidity. Uh, the overall causes uh, the economy to shrink at large. Now, we are already seeing the tightening of quantitative easing, a, a push for a rapid increase of interest rates that I uh, reviewed last uh, episode, uh, the volatility that's causing many to pump the brakes, including lending institutions, which will then affect consumers and consumers buying power. Now, the economy is made up of a number of different industries that can be easily slowed down if consumer confidence drops, if people stop spending money, if people start saving instead of spending. Uh, and this confidence was adjusted slightly down from 2021 highs going into the new year, according to the conference board. Now, as previously stated, uh, I don't recommend people try to time the market as people rarely get it right. But what I am saying is that you should consider a few things as you navigate investing in the coming months. Now, the first aspect that I would recommend you look at is whether there is a greater downward risk versus an upward gain. Now, you need to have your own perspective. You need to actually do your own research and figure out what that looks like. But this is an important question to consider for your own finances. The second aspect is what percentage of your overall wealth is sitting in your investment portfolio? Another important component because you should have uh, a balance of uh, your assets. You should have a diversification of your assets so that if there is a slowdown, if there is a market plunge of some kind, uh, you are not uh, putting all of your eggs in one basket. Number three is when was the last time you have rebalanced your portfolio based on your specific investment strategy? So that means that any single stock or any area that has uh, done exceptionally well uh, needs to be rebalanced according to your strategy. This will ensure that you don't have too much money tied up in certain assets that can leave you vulnerable or susceptible in the event of a market downturn. Now, number four is whether you are invested in assets that you understand or are they assets that are just trending. Now, I think about and I joke about the aspects of Dogecoin or the aspects of GameStop or some of those other speculative, um, you know, pushes that uh, that were widely uh, caused by people getting excited about trends and jumping on the bandwagon according to that. Now, number five, and finally, what is your appetite for risk or what is your risk tolerance? You oftentimes will see certain people making certain investments 
that pay off generously for them, but may not fit your overall methodology when it comes to risk. And so you need to invest in things where you can stomach the risk. You can actually deal with uh, the level of risk that you are putting your money out and susceptible to. So it's really important that you actually have a strategy around this so that you're not just dumping a bunch of money into a certain cryptocurrency or into a certain market or into a certain single stock um, that if you were to lose it from a standpoint of that uh, that stock plummeting or that uh, cryptocurrency plummeting, uh, that you are not leaving you or your family susceptible. Now, answering these five considerations will be a good start to help you on your journey of making sure uh, that you are investing based upon your estimations of how the market will perform uh, while being mindful of your own risk tolerance to make sure that you are diversified, that you are knowledgeable, uh, that you are investing based on what you can stomach. So personally speaking, I err on the side of being much more cautious, more risk averse, uh, and much more frugal than than probably many investors out there. Uh, so, so you have to take this with a grain of salt if you're not that way. But looking at these five components, I have a greater concern of downward risk uh, in regards to loss than excitement over upward gain. Uh, much to Warren Buffett's number one rule, uh, which is to never lose money. And number two uh, being to never forget rule number one. So because of my concerns about um, number one or component number one, I've moved positions in much of my investing portfolio to be more liquid. Beyond that, due to pushing for more liquidity, I am being very careful with where I invest with, uh, with the set investments I'm actually working with. Now, the area of investing that I'm still learning a lot about uh, and probably the most about is cryptocurrencies. So therefore, this is an area that I continue to learn in and invest where it makes sense. But my holdings are far less aggressive than uh, other areas that I may understand more. Now, my risk tolerance is low uh, as of current uh, because of all the factors at play in the markets today. Now, my own strategy is not to be considered investing advice. Now, this should be obvious, um, but it's it's important for you to figure out your own perspective, your own approach, and that may be using a professional to guide you through that process, but maybe looking at or bringing up these five components with them uh, to ensure that you have a strategy that aligns and best fits uh, the way that you want to operate as an investor. If this information is helpful to you, explore the Margin Membership, where me and my team will help you take the information you're learning and apply it to your life and your finances. I've built an interactive course that allows me and my team to come alongside people like you to help you revamp your finances and build margin into your life. Click the link in the description below for more information. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.